Welcome to the Film Critic and the Common Man podcast. While other film podcasts might try to impress their co-workers, we make sure those efforts incorporate an 18-year-old Elizabeth Taylor. Each episode, we discuss a film from the perspective of a film critic and the perspective of a common man. We may not agree, but it certainly won't be boring. I'm your co-host, Ben Miller. I run a film critic and write about my own about, about films from my own site, Ice Cream for Freaks. I enjoy my bad brother and common man co-host, a man who is solely motivated by yelling at himself in the mirror. Jake Miller, how you doing, buddy? Hey, hey, welcome to the shit show, folks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, um, you can imagine right before we start recording, Jake is in the mirror going, it's like, you have no, you are terrible at this. You will never uh-huh. succeed. You look terrible. The lighting is off. You keep stumbling over words. <sighs> uh-huh. And you shake off those tears and you step into the limelight. I mean, that's. I wish I could tell you that was not accurate. <laughs> You're just constantly doubting yourself till the second we start recording. <laughs> I still, I'm still there. We're 42 <laughs> episodes in, Jake. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there one of these days. Don't worry. Uh, before yeah. we get to our episode today, we are t- uh, we're still taking the listeners' choice requests for the month of May. Please give us yeah. your request for what film you want us to cover by reaching out on Twitter at Critic. Common Pod. You can also email us at criticcommonmanpod at gmail.com. Give us your pick. Tell us why she would choose you. We'll be more than happy to promote your specific podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you would like. If you just like, oh, you know, if you're in Chicago, go to John's Deli. We'll be more than happy to do that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start off uh, in a couple weeks uh, in the month of May. Uh, our mom is going to have the first pick. Uh, we're going to kind of keep that mm-hmm. one close to the chest. That's going to be a fun little uh, fun little episode, but uh, all of them open after that. But until that, we got a film today. We're going to talk about a one that's uh, a fairly recent uh, one. We're talking about the film Devotion, uh, directed by J.D. Dillard, written by Jake Crane and Jonathan A. Stewart, based off the book by Adam Makos, uh, based off a true story, starring Jonathan Majors, Glenn Powell, Christina Jackson, Joe Jonas, and Thomas Sadowski, co-starring Darren Kagasoff, uh, Spencer Neverell, uh, Nick Hargrove, Dean Denton, Sarinda Swan, and Joseph Cross. Opened on September 12th, uh, 2022 at the Toronto International Film Festival. Went wide in November 23rd of that year, uh, just a couple months ago. A modest box office hit for, uh, it had a really big budget. Um, 20 million, 20.5 million US, uh, 1.2 million international uh kind of considered a box office bomb but i don't really like it never really gets that kind of label for some reason uh 21.7 million on a 90 million dollar budget uh no major awards attention uh some small local stuff um various things but uh nothing uh nothing too prominent uh rotten tomatoes critics were very uh very kind to the film uh 81 kind of the way the film after watching the film you're like 81 that seems a little better than actually what you expect Audiences were all about it. 92% for the audience um, for the Rotten Tomatoes for this film. Uh, I will give a quick plot summary before we uh, get into the particulars. This is based in uh, early 1950. Uh, Lieutenant Todd Hudner, that is played by Glenn Powell, a uh, Texas boy, by the way, um, uh, transfers to the Fighter Squadron 32 uh, in, uh, in the early days before the Korean War. He meets Ensign uh, Jesse Brown, the only black member of the unit. Uh, Hunter uh, Hudner integrates well with the squadron. Um, they're flying uh, 
F4U4 Corsairs. Is that correct? Okay, so um, so uh, kind of powerful planes, but having has kind of a bad reputation. Um, they uh, they have a there are different kind of ways of flying it that uh, people are not really used to. Anyway, so um, Hudner and Brown kind of start getting closer just uh, kind of by circumstance. Um, they're very friendly with each other, uh, introduced to uh, Brown's wife. Um, and then he kind of discovers Brown has this self-motivating tactic where he uh, he hurls his own racial epithets at himself in the mirror uh, as mm -hmm. a way to essentially deter anybody else from giving down um so uh the uh crew passes their carrier test and they go to the uss leet is it late l-e-l-e-y-t-e late late excuse me excuse me it's uh, from the late gulf oh there you go the philippines it was a battle in the world war ii late there you go i'm glad i asked well uh so they're in the mediterranean sea to uh kind of uh soviet uh the as uh, just kind of like with vietnam Korea was yeah. split north and south. North is more, more much more communist. Uh, south is much more uh, um, uh, democracy based. And we are Western. Western. Yeah. We're obviously trying to deter the Soviets at this time. So they're deployed out there. Um, so uh, as they go, everything seems to be going okay until one of their squadron members are killed in a crash attempting to land on uh, land. Um, and they kind of kind of go battle about that and the uh the group is a little demoralized uh but they leave for shore leave in Cannes, france uh where brown encounters elizabeth taylor and uh kind of impresses the squadron by securing a time casino uh they get into a fight with a uh group of, with a group of marines which somehow uh -huh. doesn't end in absolute disaster um yeah <laughs> but i mean uh still um brown and uh brown and hudner uh, kind of clash a bit about fighting their own battles. And then uh, Brown is also given an expensive watch by the Leyte's black crewmen who admire him for his work as the aviator. Um, they go, yeah. uh, war officially breaks out and they, in, they uh, intervene. They're supporting the troops. Um, Brown actually disobeys orders to take out a bridge and Hudner as the commanding officer uh, reports on that. Um, he said he was, he had plotted him for what he did, but he, but Brown recognizes that'll stop him from essentially climbing the ranks because of Hudner's yeah. honesty. Um, but, uh, as, as they kind of meet in the middle of understanding each other, um, they go back into battle. Uh, this is, uh, uh supporting the besieged Marines at the, uh, chosen reservoir. Is that correct? Um, yes. Including the Marine yeah. that, including the Marine they punched. Um, yep. Brown, uh, Brown is forced to crash land and Hudner, uh, unable to communicate with him, decides to intentionally crash his uh, plane in an attempt to rescue Brown. He gets down there, is able to talk to Brown, but Brown succumbs to his injuries. Uh, Hudner is then rescued by a, uh, a pilot and they're unable to extract Brown from the uh, plane. So they leave yeah. and then they go on a... Um, let's see what, what's it called a funeral flight to destroy the plane and Hud yep. and uh, Brown's remains. Um, Hudner yep. is receives the medal of honor and uh, his, uh, his family and the Brown family are still close to this day. Yeah. Um, a, a fascinating story. Um, yeah. You know, there's not a lot of Korean, like Korean war is probably the most underutilized uh, yeah. war for film. 
or just in well, general, like lost to history. Yeah, it's literally called the Forgotten War. That's, that's the name for it. I mean, it wasn't World War II and it wasn't Vietnam. And yeah, yeah, it's, everyone it's just it's kind of one of those things where, you know, like even even today, you look at like, obviously, you can kind of base these wars based off of the combatants like okay well well world war one we're fighting germany and the kaiser and prussia was involved and all that kind of stuff and that's not really a thing anymore it's like prussia isn't real like now that's russia and it's not even a real country anymore and then even vietnam okay north and south vietnam well they're unified that's not even a thing north and south korea are still going at it today so i mean technically we're in still a state of war it's it's and I think there's there's never actually been like a I, I, I want to I want to say when we recorded this I want to say earlier this week like a North a South Korean uh they they fired a warning shot over a North Korean battleship who got too close like this was three days yeah. ago <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah and it, and yeah here's here's something crazy here's something crazy uh you know we. We all know about like, you know, Kim Jong-un nowadays Mm -hmm. and the the tensions and border conflicts and, you know, Little Rocket Man and Trump's visit over there. Sure. So this conflict is, it's still basically a Cold War on this Asian peninsula. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, in 2023, but up here that's right that's right that is our grandfather's draft notice to uh the u.s army for the korean war never never actually had to go crazy never actually had to go but i mean still is one of those things like and it's this it's this it's kind of funny time in american history where Mm -hmm. like it's post-world war ii everybody's kind of coming down like okay we beat the Nazis. Everybody's riding high. Everybody's back. Industry's up. Everything's kind of going good. And then Korea kind of knocks the sails out. Knocks the wind out of everybody's sails. Yeah, I, I, I think the country at that time was extraordinarily war weary. Very. Um, yeah. I would say it's not very different than from where we are right now. Yes. I mean, after yes. 20 years in Iraq and Afghanistan, the last thing you want is like, another war. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Please yes. don't. Like, and, I mean, no, I mean, no one wants to send their kid off. To of war, course. Of course. You know, yes. so. Okay. So, so obviously this is as a war movie. It is te- obviously it is a war movie. But the yeah. actual Korean War doesn't happen till probably the last 30, 40 minutes of this movie. Right. This is a this is this is friendship cinema, but more, more importantly for you, it's plain movie. It's a plain movie. Yeah. Well, geek out for geek out for me, buddy. Come on. Okay. <laughs> okay, so 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 just to set it up. So right at the beginning, Ensign Brown is like, I can do anything in a plane. I am mm-hmm. a crackerjack. What are they flying right at the beginning? They're not flying Corsairs. No, those are bearcats. Bearcats, and that's that's kind of a uh, that's like a leftover from World War II. Uh, the bearcat is funny, actually. It it kind of it was late 
to the party for mm. World War II. Mm. And then by the Korean War, it was kind of getting old okay. already. Okay, so it's the things, in between, yeah. Yeah. Um, things, things were progressing so quickly at that time between mm. um, just military aviation. Basically, World War World War II um, just stomped the gas on innovation as far as interesting aviation and sure all that kind of stuff. Uh, so the Bearcat, a fine plane, mm. um, it was just kind of stuck in the middle, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And then um, the Corsair served in World War II. Yeah. Um, and but that was kind of the, um, I guess a lot of pe- a lot of people had a lot of pilots had trouble with it just because it was like, okay, drive your Volkswagen and that's what you learn on, and oh. then I give you a Porsche. Ah, oh, interesting. And I mean, and it was. And, and, I mean, and it Brown was, and, and Brown in the movie specifically says it's like this is nothing like how I know how to fly. It's like you're you're pointed up, like you you the the vision you usually have isn't there. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it's yeah, the nose on it was extremely long. Mm. Uh, I mean, it had a massive engine in the front end of it, and so yeah, you couldn't really see well. Sure, um, interesting, and uh. But something funny about the Korean War and aviation at this time. So, yeah, like you said, they start out in Bearcats. They move to the Corsairs, which are, uh, at that point, they were used primarily for close close air support mm. for ground troops, for yeah. the Marines. Yeah. Um, but... The Korean era was funny just because it was rapidly moving towards the jet era. Mm. I mean, it was because they they dogfight a uh, a MiG uh, a MiG fifteen. Okay, yeah, it that's a MiG fifteen, and the U.S. did have uh, the F eighty six Saber, which was very similar in design but uh the corsair at this time was basically used more like how apaches or cobras mm. uh, helicopters are, uh have been used in afghanistan and iraq oh, okay interesting as, as far as you've got troops on in contact and mm. they're going in it's giving them hell Okay. Yeah. They're not necessarily equipped to be, you know, they're not Maverick. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, yeah, that's interesting. So it's, so it's kind of, it's kind of that in between time of like the traditional, like old school one-on-one fighter jets. And even, even like it's, uh, it's not even necessarily, it's not midair missile combat. No, it's no, guns. It's all guns. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So it and missile it's combat guns and, and all cannons. That, all that smart technology didn't didn't happen. That we were we were till Vietnam till that started happening. So I mean, yeah. And and even the rockets in there, even though rockets were used uh, 
on Corsairs yeah. and other aircraft during yeah. World War II. Yeah. Um, those are still relatively new and kind of, I guess, in the Low development tech. phase yeah. of, yeah. I mean, it was a, a, what do they call it? Fire and forget. It was yes. a dumb weapon. Yes. I mean, yeah. you shoot it and where hopefully, it goes, hopefully goes. it works. Yeah. Yeah. But interesting. Uh, yeah, the, in, in terms of a lot of military technology, the Korean War was kind of the awkward, uh, uh, your your puberty. Your puberty. That's exactly. I'm glad we came to the same conclusion at the same exact time. Like, you're you're yeah. not a, you're not a kid, but you're not a man yet, and I don't really know what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. In in terms of technology, it it was very much a puberty phase i think for everyone all sides sure sure and it's it's also that that mid you know like we're talking about that awkward the warry part of the country like you're not the greatest generation swinging in the 40s anymore uh but you're not to the hippies of the 60s yet you're still in that mm. in between like everything this is supposed to be nice and relaxed and 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 then you get thrust into this war and like you said it's kind of a war of exhaustion like yeah it's well and also i mean at at this time there was the uh eisenhower doctrine mm -hmm. where don't let communism spread yes that, yes <laughs> that's why korea happened Huax, that's why yeah, Viet, yeah, vietnam happened exactly yes is don't let communism spread every and, cold uh, every cold war issue until 1975 uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, all that stuff. It's just all, oh, communism's the worst thing in the world. And and yeah, it's just kind of a, looking back on it, it's so silly. Oh, it is. <laughs> <It's> so well, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, the Soviets and the communist Chinese, and they did the same thing. They sure. said, America bad, yeah. you know, yeah, democracy, exactly. no thanks. Yes, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> it's all i mean it's such, like me and you getting into a fist fight because we voted for different people or something <laughs> like it's such a who, small it, it, it's such a small silly reason in high especially in hindsight it's like oh yeah well why did this happen it's like oh well you know there's six million people dead because of this but that's the kind of yeah that's the reason um all right so so you plane wise it's pretty it's a pretty cool like like yeah. just just geek wise like man these planes are awesome yeah it it it's a cool plane movie yeah if um i could see how some people might think it this movie starts out <sighs> slow mm -hmm. until they actually get into combat i could see that but for me i just found it interesting just because i have an interest in sure. aviation and not like and i am i'm not a pilot but uh yeah interesting thing i know a professional pilot mm -hmm. and i asked him about the corsair design and how mm -hmm. that works aerodynamically yeah so that goal wing design that v yes that v that's the, the most interesting aspect of it yeah yeah, it's called a gold wing design, but uh, he said it's actually his favorite uh, really? from that World War II era. And he said that up uh, the upswept 
wing design, what it does is it increases the uh, surface area mm. that can generate lift. Mm. So it's easier to get off the ground. Yeah, it generates more lift and more stability without sacrificing so much weight. Mm. So interesting. You know, my my arm does. It's only so long. Yeah, I can't make it longer or short. If I do this, more interesting. I've got the same surface area, but, but it's taking up more space generally. And that's absolutely crucial. Crucial from uh, for a aircraft aircraft carrier based sure airplane. Sure. So makes sense. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I thought that was interesting that he that kind of laid that out. Now, as as much as as much as this is an airplane movie, I think this film is um, has the worst timing in the history of film because Top Gun Maverick yeah. was supposed to come out in 2019, yeah. and this movie was probably still probably going to come out in 2022, no matter what. And then Top Gun Maverick kept being pushed, kept being pushed, and then. Movie theaters were dying and Top Gun Maverick came to save us all. And it yep. made all the money in the world yep. and even had Glenn Powell in it. And yep. the, the, the fighter jet scenes in that movie are so dynamic that it's Oof. almost impossible to live up to any sort of standard set by that movie. And then you come in this and you're just like, even if it's a little fun, you're just like, man, you just, it just it's, it's automatically you go to that one. And you're just like, well, it's not that yeah. Like, well, it's basically like, well, jets are cooler than yeah, prop planes, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's literally you know, like going freaking Mach five <laughs> is cooler to watch yeah, than yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, having an oil leak on a yeah, turboprop. You know, having having that big having the big pilot helmet and you know the shades and the you know and the the mask as opposed to these guys who just have you know that leather helmet and the and the you know yeah. they kind of they were wearing big bomber jackets and stuff like it's like okay well like technology being what it was you can obviously see the limitations and obviously the entire time um there are other things this film kind of has an idea for um i wanted to talk about the elizabeth taylor scene real quick so okay um the reason I want to talk about the Elizabeth Taylor scene is because when I looked it up there, the actress who plays Elizabeth Taylor is named Sorinda Swan, beautiful woman. Um, mm -hmm. She is 38 years old. Mm -hmm. She is a beautiful 38 year old and I do not besmirch her at all. In 1950, Elizabeth Taylor was 18 years old. <laughs> now don't be wrong. You can look up a picture of 18 year old Elizabeth Taylor and it is something to behold. That There's being, a reason she was famous. Ooh, man, she's beautiful. But she it, was a knockout. Like, I, 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 I can't. I have not read the book, and there's always kind of a separation, especially in true stories. I'm just yeah. like, okay, like, did you meet Elizabeth Taylor at Cannes when she was 18? Like, did yeah. you like, like, like? Don't be wrong. I see that scene. I'm like, cool. Elizabeth Taylor shows up. That's nifty, and she looks like Elizabeth Taylor. They're really getting along, and not like not even like half flirting with them, not actually like doing anything wrong. And the whole time I'm just like, Oh, that probably didn't happen. Like, <laughs> I mean, it might've, but I mean, it's, it's, I hope it did. I hope I it did know. too. I hope it did. But, too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like, 
yeah, I want to hang out with a bunch of grunts and airmen <laughs> at this fancy casino. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, whatever. I don't Whatever. But it's, fine. I hope it happened. I hope it happened too, like you said. Um, okay. So the, the prevailing, the essentially the driving force for this movie is the acting and the relationship of both Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell. Um, essentially, like, ha- had you seen either of them in any movie before this? Besides Top Gun mm. Maverick for Powell. Yeah, just Maverick so, with so, Powell. So, uh, that, yeah, that was it. So this is interesting because you can come in with essentially zero expectations for either one of them. And, yeah. and their relationship and their friendship is such an interesting one that you don't really see in films much. It's not mm-hmm. like... It's not like you're my best friend. We're we're neck. It's just kind of like yeah, yeah. We're we're over. We're friendly coworkers, and we respect each other. Yeah, I and, think I I think it was very pragmatic. They were wingmen, and it's absolutely. like I got to take care of you, and you got to take care of me, and yeah. that's that's it. I mean, and. You know, I'm sure their relationship was closer than that, but even if that was as far as they could get, uh, you know, then that's what you have to do. Let's go do our job together. Yes, it's it's, and I think it's um, it's a. I want to. I'm going to guess that people kind of might have been a little detached from the film because that was did not devolve into the cliches that you kind of expect it to, like where they're just like you know oh we're best friends i love you buddy all this like it's like the more realistic aspect of the prickliness kind of combativeness of their relationship while still being respectful of the other and recognizing each other's obvious skill at what they're doing um it's really interesting uh, aspect of that the other aspect is essentially brown's entire storyline it's you know we've seen a dozen dozens of movies of the you know the african-american facing racism in a given field Mm -hmm. happens Mm -hmm. all the time and and we've seen every good version bad version and in between this one really subverts it at every possible opportunity it can yeah and and that's something that i like about this movie is i think we mentioned uh i think we've previously brought up 42 about Jackie Robinson. Yes. yes. Something I very much liked about that movie is that he was not portrayed as a victim. No, no. He was an active participant. Yep. And that's something I appreciate about this movie is, and I mean, it's even directly addressed where he tells him, don't fight my battles. I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. I can, fight my own battles yep and so to me that's uh i don't know it's i i I know we're kind of trying to tiptoe around it essentially trying not to get into any gray areas i understand what you mean essentially like whenever whenever people talk about being an ally to a minority they kind of they kind of what they mean is oh i want kind of all the points and i want to take I want to take yeah. the brunt of it so you don't have to. And I'm like, well, treat them like an adult. And 
Let yeah. me, and, 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 and essentially what he's saying is like, all you have to do is support me out there. And yeah, and let's not, just go do our jobs. Go, go do your jobs and not undercut me. Not like don't. And, yes. and, and essentially him, him doing that after action report, it's not necessarily, he's like, I was just being truthful. It's like, I know, but whenever you tell somebody else that they did that, somebody is not going to look at that as a reason to stop you from advancing your career. And Brown right. is thinking this in terms of a, I'm a career naval yes. aviator. Naval aviator. Yep. I'm trying, yep. to, like, this is my job. It's not like, these guys aren't drafted. These guys were yep. already there. Like, yep. so, yeah. so, I mean, it's really interesting from a, like, it's not even, oh, this is about pride. It's like, no, I'm trying to, I have a family. I got to support my family. And I need yeah. a, I need a, I need a promotion. Yeah. Well, there's a term that I, you know, I know we might be tiptoeing into. <laughs> Go ahead. Something, but, but there's a term, you know, the uh, the bigotry of low expectations. Yes. Of where you go, well, you're black and you're experiencing racism in the 1950s which mm -hmm. was absolutely a thing of, of, it of was course. absolutely of course absolutely the truth sure but at the same time going hey i'm white and i'm not racist so i'm gonna help you yeah yeah and even even though that comes out of a good place i think you know, it's directly addressed where yes. he's like, I am capable of doing this on mm -hmm. my own. Yes. And you need to understand that. Yes. I yeah. am equal to you. Yes. I yeah. am not a, a victim that needs to be saved by you. Yes. I am your equal. Treat me as such. And we will do just fine. It's a, it's know? a, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinatingly more complex way of approaching it than, I think I think a worse movie, though, might have been more successful in in like the, the kind of the broader terms of doing this. Like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, thanks, buddy. It's like this means so much to me and kind of, you know, oh, thank thanks. Thanks, sir. Like, it, you know, kind of just patronizing yeah. it. They refuse to patronize it and it just goes straight at the yes. issue. Yes, it's it's a really yes. com it's a fascinatingly complex look at something that is not it necessarily is. seen. I like the way it is done. And as far, as far as I know, based on a true story. So it's kind of like, uh, man, what's that movie? All right. So we'll just <laughs> talk about race issues, I guess. Sure. That's always fun. Sure. Uh, but what is it? The Blind Side. Yes. Yes. A great example. A great example. I, I really didn't like how it was a talented black kid with a lot of promise. All he needed was a white lady. <laughs> You're saving that boy's life. Exactly. He's changed. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, come on. Like, like yeah, it's, I it's, mean, I mean, good on them for like, you know, giving them a good support system and stuff, but I just, I yes. don't know. Yes. I'm not black. <laughs> we 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 obviously cannot speak to the reality of the situation, but at the same time, we can look at it from the terms of like, well, that's so patronizing. Like it is how, yeah. 
how just like was oh you can't fight your you are so disenfranchised i must come in and do everything in my power to white savior complex white savior complex to the max and this movie just just sidesteps every single aspect of the white savior complex and i like that i love it too i agree i think that's a great aspect yeah it's one of my favorite things about the film. Yeah. Absolutely. I hey, agree. Hey, white people, we don't have to be union soldiers anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. They we, got it. We're like, we, if they ask for help, by all means, help. But yeah, exactly. It's not. Yeah, I'll, but I'll help anyone. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. On that note, know. on that note, we'll let's probably get in trouble. <laughs> let's t- nobody watches this thing. It's fine. Uh, That's true. <laughs> we'll take a quick break and we'll come back. All right, we are back. Every week I go through the filmography of a filmmaker and put Jake's cinematic knowledge to the test. It is time for Pull for a Dumbass. Now, as opposed to focusing on just one single um, actor or director, um, this a lot of the people involved with this film don't really have very long careers so far. So mm-hmm. instead, we're going to go a little off the beaten path. I'm going to talk about American war movies, but this is specifically no World War II and no Vietnam. Because okay. because World War II and Vietnam are very very well represented among yes. uh, among the film community, so we are going to go outside of that. We are going to start all the way back in the American Revolution, um, and I was as kind of racking my brain. I'm like, there's got to be more than just the one. Nope, I think it's just the Patriot. Yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> I've seen it. And yeah, um, have you seen the Patriot recently? No. Okay. It's it's been years. It's not great. Like it's it's I know. It's it's pretty <laughs> it's it's like Gibson's great. The battle scenes are pretty cool. Jason Isaacs as the bad guy is awesome. Keith Ledger great. Like some individual pieces pretty cool. But man, there's some really just crap parts of that movie that are just not good. Ah, uh, man. The the worst part of that movie Mm. okay so we just recently did like movies we thought were cool when we were kids yes yes and then you re-watch them and you realize no yeah i don't even have to re-watch the patriot to pick up on things that i'm like that was terrible yes yes is whenever it's torture the end of the movie and they're like at this like uh beachside place or whatever mm-hmm. and he said may i have a seat she's like it's a free country or at least it will be oh. and i'm like no <laughs> one no <laughs> one was thinking that <laughs> it hurts it hurts <laughs> that was yeah, yeah yeah you look back on it and it's some real yeah yeah a lot of yeah. that a lot of that um yeah but but yes but yeah we've seen the patriot so um on from the american revolution i'm gonna try to go in uh chronological order um we're gonna go into the american civil war how about let's start with an easy one we talked about the other day how about shenandoah yeah i love it and a uh a very you know civil war movies you have to pick a side obviously of the civil war uh shenandoah is probably the best example of skirting the middle I think it's the best example of being like this entire thing 
was fucking stupid. Yes, it, this blows. This really sucks. <laughs> yeah, this isn't. Yeah, there's nothing glorious about this. It's. I don't want to be dumb. a part. Of, I don't want to be a part we of this. Tried it's... to stay out of it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I, um, I think I think it's a good war movie that does not glorify war. Great, great I'll example. Along the same lines, a Civil War adjacent movie, but does take place during the Civil War. How about Dances with Wolves? Yes, love yes. it. A um, kind of uses the Civil War as a helpful backdrop to say what else mm. was going on in the country, like. Mm-hmm. Um, the Civil War was kind of a nice, convenient excuse to do whatever they wanted to the Indians because of people were otherwise occupied. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of funny if you look back on history. Uh, basically, the Civil War was, I think, kind of nice for natives mm. because it's they like, had hey, other hey, shit going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but immediately after that, they're <laughs> like, "Okay, back to these guys." Back, back to back to our real pur- purposes. Now that the country's yeah. unified, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, t- yeah. let's fuck with. Oh yeah, Kansas. Oh, exactly. It's like you know what westward expansion. That's what we need to do now that the civil war's over with. It's manifest destiny because we got everything figured out over here. Yeah, right. Um, a more traditional civil war movie. Uh, I think it is a great movie that has plenty of problems, but how have you seen the film Glory? Yes. I love Glory. It's an exceptionally acted movie. It's it's pretty damn good. Uh, gets gets uh, gets Denzel Washington his first Oscar nomination. Yeah. Um, Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Oscar win, excuse me, Oscar win. Uh, but uh, a, a lot of great actors in that. Um, if Matthew Broderick isn't the lead role, it's probably better. Uh, Matthew Broderick's I can see yeah but yeah yeah but I mean he's good he's good it there's there's he's good at he's as good as Matthew Broderick could be in that that's a great way to put it like yeah you yeah it's 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 not necessarily like he's he's the ostensible star of that movie but he doesn't really do much yeah yeah but yeah but it's like hey Man, all that matters is you got in there and you tried. You tried. You, know? you tried. Yes. You did your best. And one of the most downer endings of a movie, just everybody yeah. dies. Just everybody dies. Everybody dies. And it was for a pointless position. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. man. But uh, well, the, that's pretty much it. That's the, the entirety of the Civil War. <laughs> I think that's just war. War in general. Yeah. Uh, Everyone dies for nothing. Speaking of pointless wars, let's move on to World War One. Okay. Uh, um, we t- we we've talked about it. We're gonna do it on the episode eventually. Um, it's not necessarily American, but mm-hmm. it's it's American released movie. Uh, Nineteen seventeen. Uh, one of the most amazing things. Uh, Just. Just an incredible just, film. An incredible film. Just from a just cinematography, just being able to film that. Deacons, and all the actors, yeah. like, I mean, 
all these big, huge stars popping in for two seconds. I I don't know how they <laughs> accomplish that. It's a it's a technical marvel, absolutely. And it, we and we it will, really is. It's astonishing. I agree. I agree. We'll do it one day. Um, yeah. That's probably the uh, one of the like World War One is so desolate of a yeah. setting. It's hard to be like, man, feel good about that one. That's as close yeah. to kind of a feel good as it is. Either that or this next movie, uh, Steven Spielberg's War Horse. Uh, yes. A Hidalgo. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I, Anytime I, you mention a horse, is it Appaloosa or Hidalgo? Man? <laughs> uh, uh, something totally. It's, 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 uh, I, I got to think of another horse movie just to really, uh, uh you know, Seabiscuit. It's, uh, it's, um, yeah. War Horse is fine. It's yeah. It's it's it's, dis- it's good. It's decidedly fine. Like uh, every time I see it, I'm just like, oh yeah, that's a good like grandpa. Like like it put it on. It's fine. Like war without seeing war type movie. Um. So uh, yeah. and the other World War One movie, I don't know if you've actually seen this. Uh, Paths of Glory. Paths of Glory. This is a. Uh, it's a Kirk Douglas. No. It's actually a Stanley Kubrick movie. Uh, it's black and white. Uh, Kirk Douglas is a. Uh, I think he plays a German. I think they're they're. I think they're actually Germans or Prussians or French. I don't remember. Anyway, but he is a uh, a. Uh, it's kind of due to the ineptitude of, of a uh, commanding officer. Two soldiers are condemned for his ineptitude, and he play and Kirk Douglas plays a, um, a commander who is also a lawyer to represent these guys against these false charges in world war one and it essentially is just bleak and awesome and it's like 86 minutes so oh wow if you get a yeah. chance paths of glory incredible film um so by all means so that's the first one you missed i'm, I'm not i'm not necessarily surprised you missed paths of glory but uh but um very highly regarded film okay so i was so we're on to the korean war obviously devotion being a korean war film there aren't a ton and no. the only one that I could actually think of, you've not, I'm not sure if you've seen the movie, but you've seen the TV show, MASH. Yes. You have seen the movie? Uh, no. <laughs> a, uh, uh, it's, no, it's, you are absolutely correct. I'm saying yes. <laughs> yes, you've seen, seen, you've seen the, the TV show, show. Not the movie. The movie no, is... I- it's 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 uh it's fun it's a blast it's a goofy silly um it's much more irreverent than tv show would have laid it out to be like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like well what if everybody's it's almost like everybody's bored like there's no necessarily drama of going on it's more of like hey korea kind of sucks and these guys are a aspect of being in it and they try to make the most of it uh really interesting film uh, it makes warfare fun, <laughs> as one should. Uh, well, you you've <laughs> got to find the bright side. You got to find the bright side of each and every one. Okay, so um, uh, Mash, yeah, set in the Korean War somehow. Okay, uh, that's the only other Korean War movie I really found of any note. Now, moving yeah. on to Desert Storm, which is a really interesting. It's such a yeah. such a small war history but very Mm -hmm. narratively interesting things they do. Um, How about Courage Under Fire? Another Denzel Washington movie. Yes. 
a um i don't necessarily think it's a great movie but it's mm. interesting it's not bad i like did some washington's trying and you watch that movie you're like is is that skinny matt damon what's lou diamond phillips doing here like like all yeah. like, all that kind of stuff it's it's fine it's it's kind of one of those things you're like, what is the, what's the only combat that anybody in Desert Storm ever faced? Like, <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It, it, it kind of seemed like a bunch of rookie actors being trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A good, that's a good way to put a it. A little no. bit. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, it's fine. Um, how about the flip side of that? kind of with the boredom of the desert the next two movies are about the boredom of desert storm how about three kings yes three kings is awesome i like three yeah kings. i um, do too there's a I it's it. that's another one that's another one of those knowing how to use mark Wahlberg correctly like uh-huh. like yes um yes and, and if you like to see him get tortured there you go like uh, that's nice like to <laughs> he can't uh, breathe <laughs> yeah he needs that he has the, to get stabbed in the chest to release yes. the pressure yeah, yeah. uh, Cl- uh um, Clooney being awesome really like Ice Cube in that movie he's great in that. I, yeah I, yeah well, that's prob- one of the best probably the best Ice Cube performance I, one of the best Ice Cube performances I agree uh, yeah. Three, Kings, Three Kings is awesome um, but the other board Desert Storm movie, and I know it's a movie you love. I have never doubted in my life you love Jarhead, don't you? I do. Oh, yep. Jar Jarhead's cool just because of how we we're like, okay, we talk about a modern war with ground troops. How and, and these guys are conditioned to kill and uh-huh. and get in this mindset, and they get there. And then they have nothing I'm to do. I'm ready. And I'm ready to fucking go. And then Let's they dri- rock and roll this shit. And then they're driven insane by the boredom. Like, it's good it's, God. <laughs> good God, let me kill something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, the thing I love about Jarhead is uh, it really does. Well, first off, the Gulf War was so quick. So quick. Basically, it was a, a month and a half. Yeah. Well, the ground campaign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was mostly won by air, and then yeah. Um, but it, I don't know. I can just, it's, it's extraordinarily uh, frustrating to train so hard and devote your life, be willing to give your life for something take life for something and know how to do it but then you you don't it's it's it's, yeah it's like i don't know i i mean it's 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 so it'd be the equivalent of like okay you are a professional football player you train Mm -hmm. you train you you get drafted you're killing yourselves in practice you're going to everything everything Mm -hmm. is going on the first snap of the game is a fumble and the entire game is won without you ever stepping on the field you're like well what did i do here my entire life was to this moment and oh the oh but we won it's like yeah but 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 where's my like 
all the yeah. effort I put in, where's the effort? Like that has to say something. And Jarhead really gets to that insanity that that would drive yes. you to. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are, are willing to die and do die without ever actually seeing war i think yeah yeah it's you know what i mean it's i mean like i don't know the american the american missiles uh, the american military system is designed to psychologically prepare you for what you have to do absolutely as it it should as it should and has to and and the preparation of that is exceptional for the sake of people who get the action but the people who don't it's very easy to drive you credibly that's why ptsd is such an issue even with people with not necessarily had anything happen like can you imagine being wound up that tight and never being able to let go i mean just been there yeah yeah i get it i get it uh all right so uh three for three in desert storm um, we're gonna. I'm gonna clump together the war in Iraq and Afghanistan for the sake of these last three. Um, a, I, I'm curious about your. I know you've seen it. American Sniper. Yeah, yeah. What are your feelings on American Sniper? Uh, well, there's a lot of controversy on that. It's uh, the what whole... is, what is true with Chris Kyle is always a question. Yeah, I don't know. And plus, he was put up as such a uh, uh, a, a, a folk hero, a savior, or yes, yeah, yes, yeah. And so it's almost like you know, don't look into it. Don't like he's above criticism. Yeah, and I I don't like that for anybody. I don't either. I think I don't, I don't think everyone, anybody's above reproach. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and I mean, I, I think, I think Bradley Cooper does a very good job in the film. God, the baby scene. <laughs> this is, this speaks a lot to what Clint Eastwood's mentality is when it comes to one filmmaking. Take Clint. One take. Well, yeah, it just, he, he's, he's efficient. That's why he makes so many movies. That's why Hollywood keeps giving him movies. And by the way, American sniper, made an obscene amount of money it made oh, i'm sure it did so much money um but i mean everything having to do that i like with the movie is bradley cooper adjacent it's about his yeah. performance and what he brings to the film and yeah. i do have some big problems with the film but i'm not going to besmirch bradley cooper's performance in it and i think he is exceptional in the film yeah yeah and that and and also in no way i'm not putting down chris kyle or doubting them or I snipers don't, in general I don't yes know. exactly exactly no there's there's a like I, we're talking about a movie yes we're talking about a movie exactly that's yeah. a great way to put it um the most successful war in iraq afghanistan film um at least in terms of awards mm-hmm. uh the hurt locker yes hurt very, locker very very good i the thought hurt- the Hurt Locker is exceptional for a lot of interesting reasons, but also for kind of the simultaneous reasons we were talking about Jarhead. Like, yeah, they're yeah. in they're 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 in in the stuff, 
but it's yeah. still it's it's always just like tension that never explodes like bombs don't really mm-hmm. go off and so they go on that little like seek seek and destroy mission and and they get into the trouble they get into and all that kind of stuff and just like trying to chase that high essentially yes absolutely i think um jarhead is basically a guy that's been trained to get that high but never gets that high and or sorry yeah Yeah, you're you're right you're right and then uh hurt locker it's a guy that's had that high and never wants to stop having that high been there and when he goes back home and lives normal life which you would think this is what you want you're back yes you're you're good he his rise on dip yes is yes is to be out in the hurt locker yep and he's that's that's all he knows yep that's all he knows and lately it's it's a it's an addict it's addict behavior it's Absolutely. Constantly, Absolutely. Constantly chasing uh, a uh, the wanting to feel relieved and satisfied, and you know you'll never be. Yeah, that's 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 the most outstanding uh, comparison I mm. can think of. Is it, it is addict behavior? Is you know, yeah, an exceptionally that's a well, great explanation. Exceptionally well made movie. Uh, really cool little aspects of that movie in there as well. Yeah. Um, the last one I have for you, we I think we've talked about it before. We keep bringing friggin' Mark Wahlberg involved. Uh, oh, Lo- Lone Survivor. Yes. Um. Yeah. Again, a lot of things I like about the movie. Mm-hmm. Essentially, as soon as everybody but Mark Wahlberg is dead, the movie loses me. Like when they're on the mountain, it being pursued, trying to run away. And mm. and the, all, all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of on board with it all, and I'm like, this is this is going, and this is this is crazy. And then whenever he escapes to the village, and it's like, okay, that kind of I kind of lose. Whenever it becomes a Mark Wahlberg movie, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. It, like what that. It's it it's the same thing as a movie about Chris Kyle is like yeah it's, yeah it's it's put on this pedestal that well if you criticize this in any way then you're not patriotic you're not showing respect to a veteran and you know what I mean it's and, kind and, of and, uh and on top of it all it's it's a uh, it's a survivor's view of history it's the the one guy who lived telling the story and mm-hmm. he can essentially tell the story however it wants. Like, um, I mean, it's, it's not, I'm not, Mark Trail is an exceptional, was an exceptional seal. He did a lot for this country. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm God not, bless him. God bless yeah. him. But it's, you still have your own ego to, to feed or, yeah. It's not even necessarily all that. It's just there's there there's not something you can essentially say like yes, this is absolutely the way it happened. And well, and there's kind of a thing. It's also you have to make a movie. Yes, yeah, you've got to make a movie. But there's there's some things I've seen like 
within like the special forces community, the SEAL community, mm-hmm. where they're like, ah, that wasn't right, or this yeah. or that, yeah. or uh I mean, uh there's like two, three guys that dispute who uh shot bin Laden, yeah, yeah. Bin Laden. Like yeah. there's two or three books out there, you know, <laughs> Say all reputable you. guys. Yeah, yeah. It's it's but yeah, I I under yeah. So, but regardless, the film is okay. The fi- it's it, yeah. it it has its moments. Um, you have to understand anytime that you are making a war movie, and it this story is coming from someone that was in war. The term "fog of war" that's real. Absolutely. What what are you actually so, going to remember? What is actually like like yeah. Yeah, the adrenaline pumping. Can you imagine? Just like, oh yeah, my I my 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 head is clear as could be. I remember every single detail. Like, come on, like, no, you're. I mean, you know, you're yeah. you're asking human beings to accurately retell the most traumatic moments of their life. Exactly, exactly. That's unrealistic. So yeah. I say, give them grace. Yep, yep. It's it, it's it's not hurting anybody. Uh, so Jake, you did really good. Uh, 12 out of 14, uh, you got all the American revolution, civil war, uh, desert storm and war in Iraq and Afghanistan. You missed, uh, paths of glory in world war two, world war one and the Korean war with mash. Uh, do, do note. Um, I, uh, I did watch recently guy Ritchie's the covenant. Uh, it is, it's, uh, I really want to see that it is. It's, it's, uh, it's not a true story. Um, okay. but it's, it's just, it's a, uh, it, it's essentially an ode to, uh, interpreters, uh, in Afghanistan. Yes. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's not like the most like war accurate film. And there's a lot of kind of like, once you realize it's a, it's a B movie, but it's the best version of it. I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. So, uh, I think it's, I think it's pretty well done. And by all means, Go check it out uh, if uh, if you guys haven't. I sure. definitely am. Should be out in theaters now. Uh, Twelve out of fourteen. Well done, sir. All right. Well, what time has it been? It is each episode set a meester in the conversation. Jake peppers me with a series of questions that I must answer truthfully. Sometimes it's just trivia. Sometimes it is not. Jake, you'll know when you're in it. I guess I'm in it. You're in the hot box, man. I am in the hot box. What you got for me? All right. Uh, we are tremendous uh, respecters of those who have served. Yes. We've, we've got uh, veterans Indeed. in our family and, uh, yeah, love and respect them and what they did. Absolutely. Uh, Ben and I did not. Uh, we did not. Uh, we did not serve in the military. Uh, but if you had to go join one branch of the military, which one would you think you would choose? You know, um, I have I have a friend who is in the Air Force, and he said uh, we never fight a war where we can't have a Holiday Inn to check into. Um, so <laughs> I always think it's like, well, that's, that sounds cozy. Uh, 
Um, you know, I, 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 we, I, we also on that note, we have a friend that's in there. He's a <laughs> pilot for the air force. He just posts vacation. Yeah, always. Photos. He's always on vacation. <laughs> he's, ne- he's never like, Oh, it's like, Oh, here I am. And so-and-so It's like, no, he's posting a selfie in the yeah. <laughs> I'm over Somalia or something. <laughs> no, it's like, he's like, Italy's great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, Not that I don't appreciate the American military machine at its full force. Uh, but yeah. no, um, I, I kind of, out of a process of elimination, kind of land with either the Air Force or the Navy, probably the Air Force, because it was like, well, I don't feel like a Marine. Like I don't feel like I have that kind of mentality for a Marine. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I couldn't do it if I was, if I was put put to the test to do it. Um, and the army is kind of the same. Like I know the army is a, obviously a large swath of things, but I just kind of think of always kind of like ground troops, and it's kind of the the grunt works, as you could say. Um, On a little more cush. Little, yeah. <laughs> like I always think of myself more administratively, obviously myself, and yeah. and kind of the air force is probably the area where I would probably gravitate towards. Um, yeah. Is Space Force an option? Yes. Well, that's obviously my choice, but um, but I'd probably, I would. I'd probably default to the Air Force. Um, now, Space now, Force. Now, <laughs> now, when it, we had, we know a little Arabic, and I guarantee yeah. if we were put into situations, they would teach us much more Arabic, and we would probably be deployed to a place that, yeah, would need it. So yeah, which but, generally <laughs> that's not not the not the best of places. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh my wife cried watching this movie. Did I'll you? bet she did. Uh no. Um it's it's um I I I tweeted something about this the other day. Um I, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I have an issue, but the amount of people who cry during movies, and mm-hmm. I'm not talking about certain movies or like it's like oh did you watch i am legend and cry when the dog died it's like yes of course i'm not made of stone like stuff like that like obviously there are things that i'm going to get emotional at and certain dogs will always get you dogs will always get you and certain things but i mean it doesn't it 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 didn't uh i don't know maybe just because i knew like i knew the story going in right so i kind of i knew yeah, I knew the the main main details of what was going to happen, so I wasn't exactly shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I get the emotion of it. Like it's, it's yeah. Did she cry whenever he died, or whenever Hudner goes back to the house? Uh, I think it was when he had to leave him. Oh, uh, when he the the funeral, knowing that he was dying, and it's like he had to go. Oh, that sucks. He oh. he had to get on the helicopter mm. and leave. Oh, that's and- it. I turned to her and I said, I don't think I could leave. Yeah. I really right. don't. Right. I don't. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a tough situation. I mean, the United States famously has a very no man left behind policy. Um, yeah. And uh, this is one of the few situations where it's actually never been recovered. His remains have never yeah. been uh, recovered, but still um, it's just one of those things you know you, you got to cut your losses essentially like well we lost i know that was that was a logical decision it was the logical was, decision but it was not it's just absolutely 
It's gutting. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben, if you ever go down in an F4U Corsair, I'm not, not I'm, I'm dying with you, man. <laughs> You're, well, my question is like, well, what I'm going to we... make the wrong decision and not get on the helicopter and I'm just going to die. With well, you. would you crash your plane? Well, how, how cleanly could you crash your plane? Like <laughs> there, there's your problem. That's <laughs> maybe I just go nose into you. <laughs> nose into me. And it's like just, going a ball of flames, baby. <laughs> we just both go out. Maybe what a way to go. I, what I a way to go. To be I, I, obviously, obviously this, these were actual people. But yes. Yes. Yeah. But it, it has but, been 70 years. So, uh, yes, but true. Yes. All right. So you mentioned the, uh, the uh elizabeth taylor deal yes. and being in a casino and mm -hmm. uh what's your favorite casino game you know it's always easy to default to blackjack because it's difficult to screw up now you can screw it up if uh you're with a bunch of people well if you're <laughs> if you're bad at math or if you're uh <laughs> or if you're with um uh, kind of casino, uh, uh, like the old dogs of casinos, like who mm -hmm. know all the blackjack rules, like, no, no, you need to bust. So none of us busts and stuff like that. Like, Oh, you, you hit on a, you hit on a 15 and you got a five. Well, that sucks because you stole my five, like, and just it, it, drunken idiots. It's like, I'm gambling for me. I'm not gambling for the sake of the table. Fuck you. <laughs> it's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but can, do you know how to play craps? No. I don't either. And I've heard it's fun once it you learn. It looks fun. It looks fun. I just don't understand it. I don't either. It's kind of like people who shoot dice. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Like, I, I know. That looks simple. <laughs> it I looks simple. I, I'm, sure like I could, when, I'm sure I could write a Wikipedia article right now and figure it out, but I just don't know how. Like, Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I do like roulette. I like, a, I like a good game of gin. Yeah, yeah. Gin like, rummy. That's a good <laughs> dumb guy game. Yeah, it's it's very straightforward. Like, it's essentially Yahtzee with cards. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I've... But you're a good card player. You're a good poker player. I do like poker, yeah. I have been your... I think we Financial talked about. Back, I think we talked yeah. about this a couple episodes ago. Yeah, it worked out. It worked you out. You won. It worked out. All right. Uh, so uh, we talked about um, airplanes of this era, uh, air to air combat um, wasn't being done with missiles like yes. it would be today, like in Maverick, correct, or whatever. This was guns and cannons. Uh, so uh, do you know what type of guns were on the Corsair? Uh, I don't. Um, I'm going to guess it's a fairly decent caliber. Um, I'm going to guess. Let's see. Um, it's, I'm trying to... Uh, Whatever I say, I'm going to embarrass myself, just like I have in the past when it comes to these type of things. Um, you I, can't Hidalgo or Appaloosa <laughs> yourself. I um, uh, so probably like I was thinking maybe like a 50 millimeter shell. 
50 caliber 50 caliber see i can't i can't let's say 50 caliber so it's close like see i always think you were halfway there see i'm halfway there see i i i, I always think of like okay 50 cal uh, so i remember there's a scene in saving private ryan where they bring out a 50 caliber machine gun yeah and it's MP not a browning it's yeah. not a small thing no it's like the they have, like three guys have to carry it and when it hits people, it really does some damage. So I was yeah. like, okay, so that's probably gun. Uh, that's probably plane related. Okay, so yeah. Well, basically, uh, between millimeter and caliber, it's it's metric and standard. Oh, okay, interesting. Okay, so so caliber uh, basically the diameter is 0.5 of an inch. It's basically a half inch diameter. Okay, so it's like a twelve. Go to it's, nine mm. It's like twelve yeah. millimeter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I think a lot of uh, like Russian uh, equivalents are like twelve point five millimeter or yeah. something like that. Yeah, uh, as I see here it says twelve point seven is the equivalent of okay fifty yeah. cal. So okay, so like a nine millimeter is mm -hmm. the equivalent of like thirty five. Like cal. a forty. Yeah. Nah. 38 yeah okay 38 to 40 minutes 38 yeah. special okay okay that makes sense yeah i like a 38 yeah okay yeah. okay that would be i was comparing the more you know the more you know now okay. i'm learning more every day get a graphic where we have the old nbc like <laughs> the more you know <laughs> yes uh. okay do you think glenn powell was better as hangman and maverick or on this oh he's such a good prick um he's he's so like the funny thing about it is how good he is kind of like a straight laced button down guy in this and how like the cocksure asshole he is in in top gun like he really does both really well i bet you he does he does and um it's and plus like uh oh he's real ugly yeah exactly <laughs> it's like i don't think it's like yeah i i feel like most guys are like okay fuck you man like right right it's, you're already better looking than us you don't have <laughs> to do your job well um the uh the thing the first thing i ever saw him in he played john glenn in uh in hidden figures um the movie with the 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 black lady uh engineers at nasa oh i haven't seen that that's good it's good it's 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 pretty pretty like straightforward um <laughs> it has some does some good things and he plays john glenn and he's it's a very much like a like you see why he plays john glenn but yeah, it's, it's a good-looking, charismatic good -looking, white guy. Charismatic white guy. To, um, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to say Hangman because he is so. It's such perfect. Just oh, I'm an asshole, but I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the asshole who it's you can't deny my talent. Yes. Like my yeah. It's like oh, I'm the asshole, but I saved your life again. Like <laughs> like it's yeah. like oh yes and <laughs> yeah well like i mean like we've said is um i've always 
been interested in aviation and military yep. history and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I've read a lot of uh, autobiographies by fighter pilots, and a lot of times I've found myself stopping in the book and, well, especially autobiographies. I'm like, this is a cocky son of a bitch. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Just so just loves the smell of his own farts. It's, it's, it's essentially, you have to be that guy. It's essentially the same thing with any professional athlete. 90% of them is like, if you ever hear Michael Jordan's a dick. Absolutely. Because he has to be that kind of dick because like Larry Bird dick. So I, I, I heard a story, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck met Michael Jordan. And mm-hmm. they go up to him and said, uh, um, Ben Affleck's a big guy. He's like 6'3". And he goes up to Michael Jordan and said, Michael Jordan's a half inch taller than he is. He said, your entire career, you're listed at 6'6". Six, six. Six, he's like, six. He's yeah. like no, I'm 6'6". Six, six. He's like, there's no way you're 6'6". Six, six. And he turns to Matt Damon and is like, made what I did all the more impressive, huh? Like, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> it's like. Come on, man. Just <laughs> yeah. Anytime, any time that you have to, to be that kind of guy, yeah. you have to be that level of, you have to have that level of belief in yourself. Yeah. And I'm the best and I will run over anyone in my way. And that's and what make that's what makes those other levels of guys so much more interesting. Like the athletes yes. who never say a word or right. are just like, they always talk about. Um, I'm not sure if you remember the wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. They, they, they. He was. He played for the Cardinals for 15 years. He was. He's one of the best wide receivers in NFL history. And they talk to a cornerback, and they're like, "Who's the worst person to trash? Who do you hate trash talking the most?" He says, "Larry Fitzgerald. He never says a word. He sits there. He gets in his stance. Does it? Catches it? Whatever. Doesn't say anything. Hands the ball back to the ref. Goes back to the huddle. And the driving these guys insane." Because they're like, where's the back talk? Why aren't you talking smack? Why are like I'm I'm trying to murder you and you're not saying a word? And that's it's just another tactic. Now yeah. I have no doubt in my mind, Larry Fitzgerald has the full belief in his own abilities. It's just Absolutely. it's just it's just one of those he things just, you have to keep it. He just doesn't he didn't to, need the mouth. He just didn't need yeah. the talk. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. I respect that. I respect yeah. it too. Yeah. But but yeah. That's my point. I mean, a lot of really, really high achievers are just, I mean, yep. but like, think about it. Like, can you go uh, Mach 5 and the most advanced fighter the world has ever seen, you know? Yeah. And if you go, fuck yeah, I can go do that. You got a big old ego and some big old cojones. Yeah, it's like... Like, like me, no, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> probably not. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. It's like I get car sick. <laughs> Astronauts, I've heard of the same way. Astronauts are all just cocky. Yes, to be. yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, look up a fun video. Uh, a flat earther confronts. Uh, oh, Buzz Aldrin when he punches him. Yeah, I'll link it's it right. Awesome. I'll link- 
I'll link it right here. So for all you fine it's folks, wonderful. Here, check it. it's, it is, it is really great. And Buzz Aldrin's like 85 when he does it too. He's not, he's not a young fox. him right the face. <laughs> <laughs> moon landing never happened. Cacao. Oh man. It was great. Oh yeah. yeah that Yeah. It was the moon landing, was but still fantastic. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, buddy. Well, I think that's all I got for you. So you're out of the hot box, man. You're free to go. Okay, before we go, what is your film rating for Devotion? Uh, really, really good. Uh, I don't know. I maybe would have liked to see them do a few more things. Yeah, it's especially I, early on. It 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 was it a drags bit a little bit, and and I I really I, I I'm with you. I I enjoyed it. I walked away and went. That didn't do anything wrong, but it didn't wasn't really all that captivating. Uh, I got a yeah. three, out of, three out of five, a solid, solid film by no means yeah. didn't do anything wrong. The, the, like we talked about the racial aspects of it are fascinatingly complex and yes. the, the relationship yeah. between Hudner and, uh, and, uh, and uh, white were really interesting. Uh, Brown, excuse me, white. See, <laughs> I'm getting myself into trouble. Oh God. Uh, let's get rid of it. Let's, let's stop this thing before we finish. Um, Brown, excuse me. Uh, but um yeah hudner and brown uh okay i think that just about does it for this episode of the film critic common man thank you so very much for joining us you can follow me on twitter at neb and spin is letterbox and neb810 instagram Pamela movies check out my website icecreamforfreaks.com you can follow my other writing on the film experience and cinema scholars i am interview i've interviewed a uh, director of the movie, new movie coming out called sisu it's a uh it's oh a, yeah yeah I, I interviewed the director the other day uh, no shit yeah yeah it was a really interesting guy to talk to um talking about uh talking about nazis talking about his awesome lead actor talking about filming in finland it was a it's a cool uh, it's a it's an awesome movie to go check out uh, send me that link whenever you get it absolutely absolutely uh that should come out i think on wednesday uh you can also find me out of the pods as i'm david through this podcast jake where can the people find you i assume trying to crash your course hair into the uh, desolate woods of South of South Korea or North Korea or wherever that is. Yeah. Um, well, mm, uh, you, you, you prefer the I, casino with Elizabeth Taylor. Bingo. <laughs> Make sure to follow having drinks with Liz. <laughs> Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, critic common pod, and please like subscribe, rate and review. Enjoy the show, wherever you get your podcast, we will catch you guys next time we got a really fun one next time so i hope you like uh like scary movies <laughs> thanks guys y'all have a good one